Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Happy, happy, happy. I'm in love. I'm in love. It's Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2022, and I'm in love with my show, and I'm in love with these four ladies. I hardly even know are going to be my special guests, and I'm calling them my creatives with heart. Let me give a little background on Valentine's Day. I don't know if anybody remembers the real story because I don't think anybody knows the real story. There are so many St. Valentines. In Italian, San Valentino. In Latin, Valentinus. Okay, the third Roman, third century Roman saint commemorated in Western Christianity on February 14th and in Eastern Orthodoxy on July 6th. I didn't know that. From the high Middle Ages, his saint's day has been associated with the tradition of courtly love. I didn't say I didn't say, uh, what's her name? Yes. The, the, who's the rock star? Courtney Love. I didn't say Courtney Love. I said Courtney Love. I had to get that out. He is also a paint, patron saint of beekeepers. I don't know what that has to do. Many of the legends that characterize him were invented in the 14th century in England, notably by Geoffrey Chaucer and his circle, when the feast day of February 14th first became associated with ah, romantic love. It was believed that birds paired in mid-February then associated with the romance of Valentine. Valentine's Day is widely recognized as a day for romance and devotion. So I send out love to our listeners, to our viewers. Ladies, I haven't introduced you yet, but let's all send out a message of love to everybody on Facebook. Happy Valentine's Day. Hugs and kisses, hugs and kisses. And we have to do some more hugs and kisses too, my four unnamed wonderful people, because we have a special lady. We always do a shout out to her at the beginning of the show. So on the count of three, I want you to join me in saying, Happy Valentine's Day, L, L, L. You ready? One, two, three. Happy, Happy va- Valentine's Day, L, 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 L. That was one of the best ever. L, L, L is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She listens every week, and she emails me at 8.01 Eastern Time and tells me what she got from each of you. She'll tell me a little <laughs> report on who you were and what she loved about what you shared on the show. So there you go. So I already said it's February 14th. We are live. Engineer is Gabe. Everybody say hello, Gabe. Hi, Gabe. Gabe. There you go. So let me tell you what this is. This is the 45th day of 2022 in the Gregorian calendar. You've already expressed enough love, but I say a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Gregory, whatever his mother called him. We still love his calendar and we use it. We're still in the Western Zodiac Aquarius, which goes to February 18th. It's the last air sign of the Zodiac. Of all the signs, it's the most innovative progressive, rebellious, and humanitarian, and there you go. They often flaunt their funky fashion sensibility. Does anybody here have funky fashion? I do. Is anybody? I'm not February baby, but funky fashion. And they've often, they have an often overlooked sensitive side that requires appreciation, support, and love. And we'll do some famous people who have birthdays on this day today. So let me tell you who you're going to meet when I call your name and say just a little tiny bit about you. I want you to just wave hello so our Viewers on Facebook will know who you are. Carol Novello. Carol is the founder of Mutual Rescue. There's a trademark after that. And author of Mutual Rescue, How Adopting a Homeless Animal Can Save You Too. Her short film, Eric and Petey, 
launched on Valentine's Day 2016. Carol, how beshert is this? Does anybody know what beshert means? It's <laughs> it's fake kismet in, in Yiddish. Yeah, beshert. It's beshert that we all met and we're all here today. There you go. Meant to be. Uh, it, it has been viewed over 100 million times. Mazel tov, Carol. Looking forward to finding out more about you. So welcome, welcome. And we have Tammy Sykes. Hello, Tammy. How are you? Tammy is the co-owner and global marketing officer. That's a big title. Dion Michaels. It's a skincare line for men of all skin types and ethnicities. Well, Tammy, I can say it's about time somebody took care of this. She and her business partner are starting the Glow Revolution to create a culture shift so skincare for men is no longer an afterthought. Tammy, welcome. So happy to have you. Sorry your business partner couldn't join us, but you're here and that's wonderful. Lori Lynn. Hello, Lori. How are you? Lori is co-author of the book, Happily Unemployable. I want a copy of that when it comes out. And host of the Rise and Climb podcast. I like the title. Listen to this. Lori didn't know what to do. She was single. She didn't have a website, didn't have a logo, didn't have a business degree. So what did she do? She started ghostwriting and book editing. She started a business as a single mom. And in 2020, just probably a year and a half ago, she took it from zero to six figures. There's a creative inspiration. Lori, welcome. Delighted. And we have another, my fourth wonderful creative, Veronica Vargas. Hello, Veronica. She's the Imaginobator. Did I say that right? Yes. At Shabu Prince, S-H-A-B-O-O. I love the name already. It's a mission-driven boutique lifestyle brand. That's a mouthful, but I know what it means. That opens imaginative worlds with AR. That's, tell us what AR is, augmented reality. Augmented reality, right. And she's working with a, with a software company partner, and she's launching your new Odyssey online experience this month. What's the date, Veronica? February 24th. Congratulations. We'll look for that. So join me for Read My Lips, Love Your Creativity. Do you all like how I named the episode? Love Your Creativity. Love Got to get. And if anybody's watching on Facebook and you see my microphone is disappearing and me sometimes, the green screen on Zoom, full disclosure, the green screen isn't working for the first time in two years. So I'm just here in front of my background, which is an original painting of mine. Somebody's got motorcycles. Is that you, Veronica? Wow. Are they, they're not in your house, are they? No. Oh, but, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close by. That's fine. It's better better than an ambulance, which we had last week on the show. So it's okay. I'm I'm glad. Hope so. Tammy Tammy likes my sense of humor. So let's go around the table and let's get a three minute embellishment or expansion of your bios more than what I shared. I just wanted to whet my audience's appetite. Carol Novella, you're up first, my dear. I'm putting you on full screen and let's hear from you. Carol, welcome. Thank you so much. Well, it's interesting. I actually started my career in high tech. And I transitioned into animal welfare through a lot of serendipitous events. But what was so interesting about it is that people would sometimes ask me, why are you helping animals when you could be helping people? And I thought that was a very interesting comment because I had seen how much animals had transformed my life as, as well as the people that were adopting animals from the organization I was running at the time. And that led to the creation of Mutual Rescue in order to elevate the cause of animal welfare. So if you look at how much Americans give to uh, charity, it's about $490 billion. And of that, only 3% goes to animals and uh, the environment combined. And so I really wanted to create a way for people to really feel the impact of what it means to adopt a homeless animal and bring it into your world. And that led to the creation of our very first film, Eric and Petey, which, as you mentioned, was launched on Valentine's Day of 2016. 
and it tells the story of Eric O'Gray and the dog Petey that he adopted from Humane Society Silicon Valley. He went on to lose 140 pounds and Petey lost 25 pounds and uh, completely changed Eric's world. And uh, the story was just incredibly well received. Uh, as I shared, uh, you know, 100 million views across multiple social media platforms. But uh, it really took off on Facebook. The one post alone on Facebook had 35 million views, 200,000 uh, comments, and 50,000 shares. And it was named the number one news story out of California in 2016 by the New York Times. So uh, pretty crazy. And that ultimately led to the opportunity to write a book and produce more films and really help people understand the way that adopting an animal can transform your life in very profound ways. Wow, that's all I can say. Very impressive and very a lovely story. Uh, I will say in the spirit of our Valentine's Day show, Carol Novella, you touched people's hearts. Oh, thank you. you. You had to have touched their hearts. How interesting that you're here on my show six years later to the day yeah. that you launched the movie. That's wonderful. And you put a lot of heart, obviously, into your pursuit of the, the film, the book about animals and, and mission rescue. That's wonderful. So nice. And we have to do a shout out to the person who introduced you to me. It's Michelle Tennant Nicholson, who is a, a PR person who sends me some wonderful guests and Veronica's here through Michelle as well. So Carol, so happy to have you. Thank you for sharing. I'm touched. I'm really touched by your story. Well, thank Let's, you for having me. Oh, delighted. Tammy Sykes, I met you on the publicity summit in December. How lovely. And all I could say was, look at that lady's hair. <laughs> My goodness. Mine's usually a little fuller than this, but without the green screen, you can't look at that hair. Who is the lady behind the hair? And it was Tammy Sykes. And we have to talk about what you do. So please spend a couple minutes, Tammy, and fill out the bio. I just gave the top line. Go ahead, Tammy, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Red. Uh, just want to talk about how we came about with men's skincare. Uh, my business partner and I, we met when we were in college and we were pledging a sorority. And uh, we, we, we were great friends. We had a great friendship right off the bat. But we both suffered from skincare issues, acne, things of that nature. And then trying to solve the acne left us with like marks on our face and things of that nature. Now in college, that, the way you look and, and, and how you present yourself means a lot. So we, we, were, we were asked to get into leadership positions, but we felt like, you know, people were watching us. Our confidence was really low. So we set out on a journey to find, you know, skincare that would work for us. And, and we did, because our, our skin now today looks very well. We, looks, we look good. We look young. And so we were like, okay, you know, a passion of building confidence. Let's start a skincare line. Uh, so we set out to do that. Uh, and then when we talked about who we were going to, you know, have the skincare line for, we decided to, to, to do it for men. Uh, because, again, when we talked to Simone, talked to her husband, I talked to my boyfriend, we found out that men were like, you know, well, women, they can go anywhere. They can go to Sephora. They can go anywhere to get products for them. But we don't have products for us. And we said, yeah, they're, they're kind of an underserved market, but they want to be confident also. And men like, you know, that are different, men that are different from women, they don't really talk about those things. You know, we'll get with our girlfriends, oh, we need to do something with our skin. Men, they don't talk about it. So what we wanted to do was create a safe space for men to talk about it. We wanted to dispel the myths that are in the skincare industry that says that skincare for, for, for people are just women related. That is men too, that, that care about their skin. 
And so we went and searched and, and we got a chemist and we worked on the product because we didn't want to just have an ordinary product. We wanted to have a custom formula and system for them to use. And out of that was birth Dion Michaels. And, and the results, and we've gotten a lot of press out of it. The men love it. And they're, they're telling us, thank you, thank you, thank you for thinking about us. So we, we're happy with that. And it's, and it's out of a love for the men in our lives that we want to touch men all over the world. Thank you, Tammy. And tell us, Dion Michaels, whose name is that? Is there a real person? Or is it a Dion and a Michael and is apostrophe S? Or how do we get to Dion Michaels? Dion is actually my business partner, her, her son's first name. Okay. Michael is my boyfriend, his middle name. So again, we wanted to dedicate the product to the special men in our lives, hence the name Dion Michaels. That's a keeper of a name, and those are keeper guys. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And what's your, your business partner's name is Simone? What's her last name? Her name is Simone Randall. Okay, and we, we had invited her, but she had to go on a business trip, so we're yes. sorry she couldn't join us. Thank you so much, and let's go to our third panel. They're all first. You're nobody's first, second, third, or fourth. You're all first. Lori Lynn, delighted to have you. Please introduce yourself. Go ahead, Lori. Thanks, Fred. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, when we met at the Publicity Summit, you were like, ooh, you'd be fun to have on Valentine's Day. I'm like, book it, girl, book it. <laughs> so happy love day. Happy love day to Red and all the other guests. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so yeah, I started out, you know, editing books, I don't know, the last 20 years or so, but not full time until, um, you know, I was just kind of cruising along as a homeschool mom and I've got three kids and they're all actors and they're a lot of fun and super creative. And then everything came to a screeching halt when I went through a divorce and had to start working full time. So I didn't think that anyone could actually pay full-time income for book editing. So I didn't pursue that at first. I tried a bunch of other things like, oh, I'll figure out SEO. Well, uh, that's like handing me a manual in Russian. And I'm like, yeah, I don't speak Russian. <laughs> you know? I'm not like right over here if you can speak French or <laughs> like multiple languages. So um, I just went down this journey until I finally ended up in this marketing group. Um, one of the men there, I started a podcast and one of the, uh, my podcast coach said, Hey, there's a guy in our circles who, um, he's a total rock star. You know, he's like uh, top 30 under 30. He's made all these millions of dollars and he never does podcast interviews, but he just wrote a book and he wants to promote it. So get him on your show. And I was like, oh, that's easy. You know, I just reached out and I'm like, hey, congratulations on writing your first book. Um, as a book editor, I know what a grueling process that can be. And I would love to get you on my show. And he was like, oh, you're a book editor. I should hire you to edit my book. I'm like, yes, you should. <laughs> and this is why. <laughs> So I told him that I had developed a kind of a reputation with these Jane Austen fan fiction um, readers who were in the UK and they're brutal. Like they, they write reviews, like you do not want to make them mad because they have all the words to tell you all the wrong things that you did. And so <laughs> my author's books would always get these rave reviews. So I'm like, I've got this reputation among readers in the UK and it'll be super polished and professional. And he's like, yeah, I figure you, you know, you can do what you do and do it well, but I need it done fast. And I was like, oh, okay, I can work fast. So we got it knocked out super fast. He put a book in every seat um, of this marketing event we were both attending, 5,000 copies. My name was in every single one of them. That totally kickstarted my business. 
all of the um, referral business that came from that booked me out for the next two years. And so I now have a full-time <laughs> editing business and I, I call my authors boss authors because most of them run businesses. They're entrepreneurs. I love them with my whole heart, you know, <laughs> shout out to all my authors. <laughs> and so I'm actually co-writing a book called Happily Unemployable um, with one of my authors and having a blast doing it. And then I work with independent contractors to edit and proofread and and I'm still able to do the homeschool mom thing and run my kids to acting gigs and have a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I wish I think you just broke the happiness meter, Laura. <laughs> I, I have I have a high end. I'm supposed to be at the top of the high energy meter. But on happiness meter, you, you just went over the top. Oh. Yeah, I wish I had a little enthusiasm. <laughs> Lori, quite the story and, and inspiration on doing something, but you weren't sure where you were going. You weren't sure what path no you were going to take. And then it just took one. Don't they say it just takes one? You put a car in the newspaper you're trying to sell. It just takes one buyer. It's one car. It just takes that one person to connect with, to have confidence in, to have, have an attraction to in terms of a business relationship. And then that one can just put you in a place where but shared it was meant to be you were meant to meet that person to say of course i can invite him very very cleverly done we're going to talk to you more about that and our fourth wonderful beautiful creative today is veronica vargas also introduced to me through michelle Tennant nicholson veronica can't wait to hear your story your bio only had a little teeny bit of what you do so why don't you regale us go ahead i'm so happy to see all four of you veronica yeah. you're up talk to I'm, us i'm absolutely honored to be in this kind of company and i'm I think it's fantastic that you are, you know, having these conversations about creativity because I come from a belief that it is who we are. And all of these success stories started from what was inside us. And there's so much more to give, right? So my story starts with trying to do everything right and falling apart because of it. I was trying to be the good citizen and good daughter and good girlfriend and good employee to a point where I had a nervous breakdown getting ready on a Monday morning, realizing that I hated everything in my life that I was working so hard to do. And I was looking ahead at the corporate ladder of the folks ahead of me and I didn't see anybody any happier for it. So I realized that if I was going to live in this context, because this is reality, right? That I was going to have to at least bring more joy into my life. And I didn't even know what that was. So I had to actually go back to the memories of my childhood to recall what was joy. And I recalled then that I loved to doodle. I loved creative writing. I liked to play. And so I started to do more of those things. And what that did was that changed my energy and started spewing out new ideas. My life quickly changed and it evolved into my business today, which is ShabooPrints.com. And it is an award-winning international business where we are constantly designing new products with uh, great, fantastic collaborators and winning awards just playing. So now I have evolved all of that into some new programs called Your New Odyssey because I really want to be able to take more adults. I think we're at a really important time right now because everything has fallen apart to rebuild. And so this is actually our chance, right? Not to rebuild it the way someone told us, but to rebuild it with who we really are. But because we were so dutiful and behaving and doing who we were told to be, we don't even know who that is anymore. And so I'm proposing that let's just play. Let's start to reignite your imagination and allow things to pop up. And I guarantee your next idea, your new product idea, 
um, your new career move, uh, your new way in which you want to expand will come from that. Um, so I kind of low now to take folks through some really creative things down into a deep level and then bring them back up when we talk about the feelings that are associated with it because it's all about surrender and trust, isn't it? About who we really are and then how to apply those in practical life. So my byline is I am here now to return adults back to their happy place. That's absolutely lovely. And, and all right, come on. I asked Tammy about the name of her product. Where, where does Shabu come from? What is it? Who is it? Well, good, um, good instinct. Um, I was uh, playing with my godson and he was two, three years old and he was running around like a little penguin and I was chasing after him just shout. And he had the little word Shabu Shabu and I ran after him Shabu Shabu. And so I felt that that encapsulated that joy, that freedom that we all really want, but are afraid to believe and trust in anymore. That's lovely. That's lovely. Thank you so much. I, I am so excited and honored that the four of you accepted my invitation because this is just the happy place right now for, for me. And thank you so much for being here. That We're only, well, we have about 40 minutes left. I'm so excited. I want to uh, tell my listeners, our viewers, that I asked my guests, I started this a while ago, asking them not only for their bio and their photo, but to send me a favorite movie quote, TV quote from a fictional character, no bios, and or a song lyric, something interesting that talks about their relationship to creativity, what it means to them, their interpretation. And I'm going to go through the quotes. I have a little background on each of your quotes. Carol Novello, I'm going to start with you. And Carol sent us a quote from the movie Braveheart, 1995 epic historical drama film directed and co-produced by Mel Gibson, who portrays Sir William Wallace, a late 13th century Scottish warrior. Okay. Funny thing is I had somebody send me a nasty email the other day, and he said, he said some curse words. And I said to him, Nobody's ever talked to me like that in an email. He said to me, excuse me, it's the Irish coming out in me. So maybe, maybe he has a little Irish-Scottish. I don't know. I, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyway, I forgave him. So here is the quote from Braveheart Carol has selected. People don't follow titles. They follow courage. Ooh, that's bold. Carol, take about mm -hmm. two minutes and explain. How did you find this quote buried in Braveheart? And what does it have to do with creativity? Carol, you're up. Well, it's interesting. It, when I was watching that film, when it came out, that quote leapt off the screen and just landed straight dab into my heart. And I just remembered it from having watched the movie. But the reason why I think it's so important is that, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in business and that and has ended up translating into things that I'm now doing and, you know, with the book and, and with the films but courage is really about being open hearted. And that's what I find so fascinating about it. And when you think about creativity, to put yourself out there and your creativity out there requires you to be vulnerable and it requires yes. you to be open hearted in order to share yourself with the world. And so I think it, for me, it, it just gives you permission. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, it's not about your title. It's not about any of those kind of superficial things. It's about your willingness to share who you are through your creativity with the world. And that takes courage and, and open heartedness to do that. And so that's why I, I love that quote. It's not an obvious quote when it, when you think about creativity, um, but I think it, it really is relevant because of the, the nature of what it means to share yourself with the world. Thank you. And Carol, may I say by extension that it takes a brave 
Yes. To be Indeed. vulnerable and share your creativity. How do you like that, ladies? <laughs> nice. Very nice. Mel Gibson never <laughs> saw that one coming, honey. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Tammy has sent us, oh, I want to sing the song, but I'm not going to. It was a 1966 song originally recorded by Diana Ross and the Supremes on the Motown label, written and produced by Motown production team Holland Dozier. Holland, it topped the U.S. Billboard pop singles, made the U.K. top five the Australian top 10 and blah, blah, blah. 16 years later, it was the number one hit in the UK for Phil Collins. Let's leave it there. And the song is can't hurry love. Da, 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 da. I just killed the song. I'm sorry, Tammy, rescue me now. Go ahead. Tammy, can you sing it better, honey? No. (laughs) So I'll leave that alone. (laughs) Me me too. Sorry about that. Can't hurry love. Talk to me. How does this have to, what does it have to do with creativity? Oh my God. It means so much uh, because when Simone and I decided that we were going to change the world uh, by changing how people look and how the confidence in men with their skin, we, we, we decided that we could go one of two ways. We could go and, and find a chemist take a, a, you know, formula off the shelf, slap a label on it, and then just go. But we didn't want to do that. We wanted to really make a difference. So when you want to change lives, when you want to love on people and, 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 in effect, change their lives, that can't be rushed. That can't be hurried. So, Red, we, we, it took us, like, three chemists because the other two, you know, they weren't flowing with our vision. You know, they just were like, well, here, take this, just sell it. We didn't want that. We wanted something that was life-changing. We wanted a product that all men can use. We wanted a, we, we had certain criteria, and, and we wanted those things to be met. So it relates to creativity that, you know, in order to change the world, you have to slow down, and you got to really lean on your creative side to birth something that can really be life-changing. I agree. I love it. And I just copied the lyrics. I can just go through them. I won't sing them, though. I need love, love to ease my mind. I need to find, find someone to call mine. But Mama said, you can't hurry, love. No, you just have to wait. She said, love don't come easy. It's a game of give and take. Right, Tammy? Absolutely. Can't hurry, love. You got to trust. Give it time, no matter how long it takes. But how many heartaches must I stand before I find love to let me live again? Right now, the only thing that keeps me hanging on when I feel my strength, yeah, it's almost gone. I remember Mama said, you can't hurry and love. love. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tammy. Love it. Perfect song for today. Lori Lynn, let's see. Oh, she picked a quote from the grandfather and narrator played both by Peter Falk. Well, it was the character in The Princess Bride, 1987 American film. Peter Falk's character grandfather was the narrator. In the book of The Princess Bride, there was no grandfather. It was just a father telling a story to his son, Billy. I didn't realize this. It's directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner, uh, adapted by William Goldman from his 1973 novel, The Princess Bride. It's a story of a farmhand named Wesley, accompanied by companions he befriends along the way, who must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from the odious Prince Humperdinck. The film preserves the novel's metafictional narrative style by presenting the story as a book being read by a grandfather to his sick son, played by Fred Savage. There you go. It has become a cult film and considered one of the best of 1987 and here's the line that Lori has selected when I was your age television was called books oh Lori bail me out here what does this have to do go ahead (laughs) so I have not watched any movie multiple times except for the princess bride 
I love it. I love everything about that movie. Um, I won't tell you how old I was when, <laughs> when I watched it for the first time. <laughs> but I've never really been into TV. I've actually never owned a television my entire adult life. I graduated from high school at 17. I, for, I don't know, 30 years. I have never owned a TV, not once. I still don't own a television. I have books in every room of my house, except now even the bathroom. I even have books in the bathroom. <laughs> Floor to ceiling books in the living room, in the kitchen. Um, I love books. Like books are, are the, like for me, the best way to change the world. Um, they inspire, they build character, they help you envision what it's going to be like when you encounter a villain or an enemy. They um, help you understand how to treat people with kindness and empathy. Um, and in The Princess Bride, you've got all of these really interesting characters who are completely different from each other. And they're so fun. Like, they're all just so fun. So, yeah, I just, I think The Princess Bride, all of the the uh, dialogue is super witty and it's super creative and fun and happy. And I literally could just watch it over and over and over and over again. And if you need a quote, I got you. I, I can practically quote the whole thing. Thank you. And I know that uh, I, there's a quote about he doesn't understand the meaning of the word. Isn't that something that Wallace Shawn says to him? What's the word? Is it irresistible? There's a word from Princess Bride that some of my business show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I don't think you know the meaning. Inconceivable. Right. Inconceivable. And, and is it, is it I do not think it Shawn, means what you think it means. Is it Wallace on the best? He's created himself into a, a character, a nerdy, goofy scientist, and he just shows up everywhere. So thank you. I couldn't remember the word. I, I had the ear part, the eye part, but that was about it. Thank you, Laurie. And Veronica, let's go to you. Veronica sent us a quote from How Appropriate for You, Pure Imagination, song by Anthony Newley and Leslie Briscus from, of course, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 1971. That is 29 plus 22. Anybody want to do the math? 51 years ago. O-M. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. It's directed by uh, Mel Stewart and starred Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, an adaptation of the 1964 novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by, by Roald Dahl, and tells the story of a poor child named Charlie Bucket, who, after finding a golden ticket in a chocolate bar, mm, visits Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory along with four other children from around the world. And here's some of the lyrics. I will not sing this. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Sorry, I can't help it. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do, do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. Oh, I got goosebumps on that one. Veronica, talk to me. Pure imagination, how perfect. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it says it all. It's You cannot materialize anything unless you see it. And so our imagination gives us the ability to see anything. And it's so funny that we are so anchored in certain realities and believe that that's all there is. We don't know nothing. And so the way that we can experience uh, possibility is through our imagination. Nothing, nothing that you touch, hold, and see did not start with first a concept in your imagination. So uh, I just feel like the potential is huge. The ability to open windows is huge. To discover new worlds and new ways to be, new futures is huge, all starting with our imagination. And we were all born with it. So it's, that gives, us, gives me chills, too, to talk about it. 
Thank you. And Veronica, you talked about bringing back creativity and imagination to adults. And we've heard so many theories on what education does to our children, right, ladies? It squashes the creativity. No, you have to draw within the lines. No, you didn't answer the questions. No, you were supposed to write a half a page. You wrote two. I used to get that a lot. Why did you write such a long answer to the question on the test? I said, because that's, that's what I thought the answer was. And that's how much knowledge I want to share with the teacher. Well, and somebody said to me, you always got an A because you always said so much. The right answer was in there somewhere. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Don't do that. But the idea of bringing back, I'm going to say this, permission to be creative, permission to have imagination, permission, give yourself permission. But as we've said in some of the quotes, you don't need other people to give you permission, do you? No, no, no. We need to give it to ourselves. It's okay if I want to paint 175 paintings. I don't need to sell them. I don't need to be juried and galleried. I don't need to have somebody come to my garage and say, oh, my God, I want to buy 10 paintings. I don't care. I do them for my expression of imagination, and I love them. I try to paint over some of them. I say, no, I like that too much. I'm not painting over it. Buy more canvases. Michael's here I come. Ladies, let's do some famous birthdays. And what's interesting is I use a famous birthdays calendar online, and there were only three people I really recognized that I think our listeners and all of you will recognize. There weren't a lot of, of smaller stars. I had to really search for these three. But I think the three of them represent creativity in an interesting way. Freddie Highmore, he's all of 29 years old. He plays the good doctor. He's only 29. He played, let's, listen to this, he played Charlie Bucket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2005. After he played Peter in Finding Neverland in 2004, he was a kid. He had a lead TV role in A&E's Bates Motel. He's been Dr. Sean Murphy on The Good Doctor since 2017. That's five years. He started doing TV commercials at age seven, and his film debut in 99 was in a movie called Women Talking Dirty. So we just talked about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He played Charlie Bucket when he was 12 years old. I had no idea. So everybody say happy birthday, Freddie Highmore. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Freddie Highmore. (laughs) And then somebody I think is just so talented and so sexy, Rob Thomas. You may not be familiar with him. He's all of 49. He's a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and he's the lead singer of the rock band Matchbox 20. He received, this is why I love him, three Grammy Awards for co-writing and singing on Santana's 1999 hit, Smooth, his first song as a solo. He's also written for Willie Nelson, Mick Jagger, Mark Anthony, Pat Green, Taylor Hicks, and Travis Tritt and Daughtry. And what I love about it, if you haven't seen the video for Smooth, you have to watch. It is just motorcycles and cars revving up Veronica and the girls come in and they're all dressed you know like a hot summer day in Spanish Harlem wherever it is and Rob Har- Rob is there in the car with the girl and then Santana comes in it is such I'm, I'm a drummer I've been drumming for a couple years and I love to play that video in my music room and drum along to it it's just a very very hot sexy song so Rob Thomas I'm happy birthdaying to you and the third one I think you've all heard of you all heard of the comedy magic duo Penn and Teller Well, Teller, who only goes by his last name, is 73 today, a magician, illusionist, writer, painter, actor, film director, and he rarely speaks in his act with Penn Gillette. And let's see, I didn't know this, but both of them, Teller and Gillette, are H.L. Mencken Fellows at the Cato Institute in Washington, D.C. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like they're very smart, so we'll leave it at that. I picked for YouTube, and who we got here, I like to pick unusual names of stars in social media, so I have one rapper, 
one TikTok and two YouTube stars. So let me share the birthdays. There's a young lady. She's 34. That's the young lady with flaming red hair. She's a rapper, and her name is Justina Valentine. How perfect for somebody born. I know, Lori, I know. There's, we have somebody on TikTok. I couldn't get over this one. The name is Companion Dish. One word, Companion Dish. I have no idea what that is, but whoever you are, happy birthday, 25 years old. We have a person on YouTube whose name is I'm J Station, I-M-J-A-Y-S-T-A-T-I-O-N, all one word with capital I, capital J. And my favorite one is a YouTube star, a lady named Real Roses Are Red, and it's all one word, capital R for real, capital R for roses, capital A for R, and capital R for red. Could have been me, right? <laughs> Ladies, let's do some holidays. I have a wacky national holiday calendar, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but we're going to stumble through them anyway. If you want to say something about it, just raise your hand, wiggle your hand, and I will call on you. But let's let's zip through these and tell me if there's anything you're going to do to celebrate. Today, of course, Valentine's Day. Did you all celebrate? Are you celebrating anything special? Okay, Veronica, you nodded. What are you doing today for Valentine's Day? I'll go I'm, around the table. I'm loving myself is what I'm doing. Well, good for <laughs> you. I think we all are just by being here. Tammy, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Well, we uh, actually went out with my boyfriend on Saturday because he knew that today was a very special day to be on this show, to be with my red. <laughs> honored, honored, honored. Carol, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Celebrating the six-year mark of a releasing Eric and Petey. Beautiful, wonderful. Lori, how about you? Oh, I put gifts on the table for my girls. So my girls got home from school and we're like, what? <laughs> so we, we just opened gifts and it was just really fun. Very, very nice. I'm glad you're all celebrating. And my boyfriend brought me chocolate colored strawberries because we have lunch together every day. And that's what he brought. And he surprised me. And I'm only allowed to have one today. And it was really good. So I'll have one tonight and then one tomorrow. So here we go. It's also today National Library Lovers Day. Anybody? Well, books, books, books. Lori, right? Books. Day. It's National Ferris Wheel Day. When was the last time anybody won a Ferris wheel? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, Veronica, any Ferris wheels in your life? No, but I want to now. Okay, well, today's the day. You, you can't leave early, though. you got to stay for the show. Today is also National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. I don't know, is that probably chocolates with the stuff, the loose stuff? What you do is you take a, a cream-filled chocolate and, and you get on the Ferris wheel. I like that. With a library book. Lori's bringing book. her library book. But it's also <laughs> National Clean Out Your Computer Day. Does anybody do a cleaning out of mailing lists or subscriptions or anything on, in January? Anybody? No? Not in January. Well, I, I had a, a, a former guest on this show who wrote to me. She was unsubscribing from my Monday Blast email list. And I said, hey, you know, you were a wonderful guest a couple of months ago, and I, I appreciated you. Why are you deleting my blast? It's just one page email, for goodness sake. And she said, oh, it's January, and I'm cleaning everything out, and I, there's just much too clutter in my life, and there's just so many things coming in. And I said, okay, thank you. Good luck to you. And I deleted her. What can I tell you? I'm not sure where that was coming from. It's also, Laurie, International Book Giving Day. Do you give books away? Oh, I do. Yeah, as gifts all the time. Like, if you're my friend, you, you've gotten a book from me. <laughs> Well, I used to get hard copy books from all my radio guests, and I do this show 50 weeks a year, and I used to do author interviews two or three a week. Can you imagine when I wow. moved from, from Long Island to Durham, I have floor-to-ceiling bookcases. I took the ones that I really wanted to keep. I never throw a book out unless there were a couple that were so egregiously, horrifically, badly edited and offensive that I did I just had to throw them out. But typically, I don't. So I had a friend in New York who plays tennis in the public courts in Queens, New York. And I said, I want to get rid of these books. What do I do? I want to give them away, but I'm not throwing them in the garbage. 
And he said, give me the book. So we put about a couple hundred books in the trunk of his car. And he drove to the tennis court, and he said to everybody, free books. <laughs> he sent it on his car. There were cookbooks and novels and self-help psychology books and some history books. They were all good stuff, not the stuff you donate to a library because most of them were self-published and libraries don't want I'm sorry, I don't want that stuff. So he said he had just a couple left, and then he went and found some other tennis friends, and they took them. And within a couple of hours, the car was empty. The trunk was empty. So there you go. And that's the way it goes. So tomorrow, Tuesday, is National St. Skeletor's Day. And that's nothing to do with skeletons, but it's a day to vent against Valentine's Day. Seriously, (laughs) we need a holiday for that? It's also National I Want Butterscotch Day. Does anybody like butterscotch, ladies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's your day tomorrow. And it's National Gumdrop Day. Gumdrop and butterscotch. I don't know. I still can think of the cream-filled chocolates. I'm getting a stomachache. Wednesday is National Almond Day. National Do a Grouch a Favor Day. Try and make them less grouchy. And it's National Innovation Day. There's your imagination theme, Veronica. Right? That's our all of us. The creativity. It's Innovation Day. Thursday is National Cabbage Day. I just saw a video on TikTok on cutting a cabbage in, they called it cake slices, and putting some spices on it and heating it up in the oven and making them into cabbage steaks. I didn't forward that to myself. I just went right past I'm sorry. I get a lot of recipes there. It's Cafe au lait day. It's random act of kindness day. Does anybody believe in random acts of kindness? I do. Yes. Yes. Yes, there you go. How random does it have to be to be random, though? It's like you see somebody outside walking in front of me. I say, oh, I love your dog at 7 o'clock in the morning when it's 20 degrees in there. But I love your dog. Is that a random act of kindness? There was a random act of kindness helping somebody across the street. You know the old joke? The boyfriend, Boy Scout tried to walk the lady across the street, and she didn't want to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anybody, what, what kind of random acts of kindness? How do you define that? Tammy, what do you do? You know, there there was recently, I was in Walmart and I was buying some things and the lady in front of me, she was an elderly lady. She did not have enough money to pay for her, her purchases. And she was counting change and everything. And I just told her, hey, I said, you know what? Today is your your, your blessed day. I said, I'm going to pay for your, your order and stuff. And total stranger. But again, she was an elderly lady. And, and again, you know, just wanted to do that just to let her know that, that somebody's thinking about her. And, and again, it's, it's always nice to be nice. My mother told me that a long time ago. That is just nice to be nice. Very, so, very nice. That's beautiful. lovely. Anybody else have any random acts of kindness? Well, I, I just, I think it's important that you can gift uh, with words. Um, you know, I, whenever I see something, I impulsively would say, I really like that. Or I think that's pretty, uh, and it usually yep. shocks folks that they are yes. getting a nice word. I compliment men on their ties. I always think if a man is in a business, I always tell them what an interesting, interesting or beautiful or something about their ties are always so surprised. It's like, oh, that, that yeah. just seems to be a nice thing to do. But I don't see many men with ties anymore. So it's also, I mentioned Cafe Olay Day. That's freshly brewed coffee, a base crowned with, isn't that a nice, nice description? A coffee-based crown with steamy, hot, delicious milk, similar to the Italian cafe, C-A-F-F-E, backwards, a goo latte, which is coffee, espresso, and steamed milk. Spanish cafe con leche, espresso, and scalded milk. Portuguese is cafe con leite, coffee with hot milk, and they differ slightly in terms of the ratios and methods of serving let's go to friday it's national thumb appreciation day everybody put your thumbs up let's show your opposable thumbs they say you can't open or close a zipper 
without having thumbs. There we go. So I'm glad about that. It's National Drink Wine Day. Maybe just because it's Friday. I don't know. It's <laughs> Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. Oh, now we're talking. Forget the cream-filled chocolate. And it's National Battery Day. And batteries are at a premium, especially the ones that are needed for electric vehicles. So we won't go there. Saturday is National Vets Girls Rock Day, honoring the 2 million-plus female veterans. Thank you for your service, ladies. It's Chocolate Mint Day, and it's Lash Day. Everybody blink your eyes. Blink your eyes. It's supposed to be taking care of your eyelashes. Tammy, do you have an eyelash product for men in your line? I don't, but that's an excellent idea. We're going to think about that. Yeah. See, See, you come here for creative imagination, innovation. (laughs) Carol, Carol, did you like that one? I did. That was outstanding. Do dogs have eyelashes, Carol? They do. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. I have to go look at my two grandpuppies. So do cats. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Real interest. Never thought about it. And Sunday, <laughs> speaking of this, Carol, this is for you. National Love Your Pet Day. There yeah. you go. It's yeah, also yeah, National yeah. Muffin Day, National Cherry Pie Day. It's Hoodie Who Day, meaning spring is coming. Get rid of the coats. And it's No Politics Day. I want that to be every day. And next Monday, before I go on the show, people will be celebrating National Sticky Bun Day. Oh, that sounds good. Anybody remember you go to Ikea? Don't they have cinnamon buns in the bakery? As soon as you walk in, you smell cinnamon. Anybody know what Ikea is? Nobody's from New York. Ikea is one of those great big warehouse stores where you go from room to room with arrows on the floor and you can be lost there for five to ten hours until somebody rescues you before they close. And they have a bakery with cinnamon buns. It's like, cinnamon, I want to stay here for another 12 hours. Lock me in, that kind of thing. And it's uh, mostly a lot of Swedish Swedish furniture and accessories, uh, pillows, uh, candle holders, anything, uh, kitchen accessories, towels, bedspreads, sheets. And they're in, in room scenarios where you can see what the things would look like hopefully in your home not that our homes look like that but it's pretty cool that's ikea and it's canada family day so let's go what i tell you what we've done our national holidays we've done our happy birthdays we've got 10 minutes left let's quickly pick i'll pick one creativity statement from each of you take about two minutes tops and tell us what this means so uh let's see carol i'm going with your statement number two When I'm deeply touched by someone's story, I feel the potential to make broader connections that illuminate the human experience. How does this lead to creativity? Carol, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, when I look at the films we produced for Mutual Rescue, they really started with the fact that I, you know, heard someone's story and I I felt within me something that touched me. And I wanted to be able to elevate that in a way that other people could also connect into it. So I always look for that in our, in our short films. And it, there's something about when, when you have an experience that touches you and, and moves you that you want to connect the dots for people because it illuminates our shared humanity. And that's really what our, our films are about. We just released our latest mutual rescue film. It's called Chemo and Jazz. And what I loved about this story is it's a gentleman who um, grew up feeling that he was other and he didn't really understand it. He later came to understand that he was gay and that's what made him feel like he was other. But what was so interesting about the story is when he started working with the unsheltered population in Salt Lake City, he found that he was othering the individuals that he spoke with. But he was actually able to create a connection through animals and that's how it helped to dissolve this feeling of other and how he connected to other people and I just resonated with this idea that animals are a bridge and um, 
And so that's that was the inspiration behind our latest film is wanting to be able to establish a bridge and connection and people being able to tap into our shared humanity. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Did were you always do you have any background in making films, Carol? Is that something you learned along the way? You know, it's really funny. When I was in ninth grade, I wrote a paper on being a film producer. And uh, it's really interesting that, you know, basically it came to fruition a little bit later in life, but uh, it was an exciting opportunity to be able to bring these stories uh, Very nice. to a visual medium. The things we think we want to do in our lives and the coming of the full circle, right? Or yeah, remembering, exactly. Yeah, or just, just life fills you with ideas and that happens to be one of them. Not I was prescient yeah. and I knew, but yes. Thank you. Uh, Tammy, let's keep this very brief. I'm running out of time here. You say by always remaining open. That's how you live creativity, seeing the good in everyone, living the philosophy that no matter where you are in life, people have something valuable to say or contribute Tammy, 90 seconds. I hate to keep this tight, but we got to go ahead, Tammy. That's fine. Again, just, just the fact that, like you said, you don't judge people on the outside. Red, I've gotten some of the, the best ideas from people that didn't look like they were, put, they were creative or, or had great ideas. So I learned early on not to judge on the outside, uh, to be open to, to people and because you never know. And, you know, where you can get your ideas from and where creativity can be birthed. And so I have just learned not to judge on the outside, to be open. And I've even gotten ideas from children. So I'm like, so, so again, just don't judge on the outside. Keep yourself open and you will be surprised on what you will receive. Thank you. Walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, even if they lead to blisters. What Absolutely. can I tell you? Thank you. And Lori, I just noticed that your, your uh, email, may I say your email online? May I say sure. it? Sure. Her, her royal excitedness. Duh. Of course, that would be what you would pick at Gmail. Yes. Thank you very much. Here's the statement I want you to explain. We're really tight on time. You say bursts. Okay. This is fun. Bursts of creativity help Lori clear up fuzzy thinking, overcoming dips in her energy. You never have dips in. Don't. Come on. Don't take us there. And turn around a foul mood. I can't ever see you in a foul mood. She says uh, things like an impromptu dance party, playing games like Bananagrams, or helping her kiddo write lyrics to a song. Quickly, 90 seconds. Laurie, expand, please. Yeah, I mean, everything has dips. I mean, if you can go really high, you can go really low. And so whenever I start to feel the pressure and stress of, you know, all the day-to-day, -day, sometimes my girls will be like, hey, mom, and turn something up that's like super danceable. And I'll be like, oh, you got me. <laughs> so we'll just have this impromptu dance party in the kitchen. And then it unlocks your joy and your creativity. So whenever you're bound up, you know, um, just having those little spurts of energy really help. And there was one day that my youngest, who's 11, she was sitting on her bed and she's looking up at the ceiling. She's writing these lyrics to a song and um, she comes to me and I'm in the kitchen and she's like, mom, like if a girl likes a boy, what are some of the things that she's going to think about? And I was like, oh girl, you came to the right place. <laughs> She will know his favorite candy, his favorite song. She'll know what sport he plays, what position he's in, what time he gets off the bus. Like, and then she wrote a song and it's called, I wish he liked me. And it's the sweetest song. And it's just perfect for Valentine's Aww. day. Oh, Veronica <laughs> and I are going, oh, 
Aw, everybody's aw. <laughs> Tammy and Carol, make it aw face. And let's get Veronica one in here, the last one, and then we're, I'm going to everybody give your website. So creativity, Veronica says, has been given a bad rap and turns many adults off. On the contrary, is less about drawing or art and more about freedom, freedom of expression. Veronica, 90 seconds, do it. Yeah, well, we were all born creative. They did a test of three to four-year-olds that were rated. We all rated about 98%. Uh, genius creative creativity and we lose it as adults we maybe rate more like two percent of creative genius so one is to embrace the inner creative that we're all born creative and to know that it has nothing to do with holding a brush or pencil it has everything to do with your own personal style and freedom of expression period that's absolutely lovely and I'm gonna recommend if anybody wants to really be creative I was telling the ladies here before the show I started doing acrylic paint pouring about a year ago and you buy the paints, and they're liquid, and they come in jars. Michaels has them. Not everybody carries them. And you pour them into a half of an egg carton with the six little buckets, and you can put multiple paints in. Don't mix them. Just leave them. And then dump that or pour that over a canvas, a white canvas, a black canvas. I like to work on black canvas sometimes. It gives a different look. And tilt the canvas, and the paints flow and merge, and things emerge that you never thought were there. There's all kinds of way to do this. Uh, very, very interesting. And what I do is I use a lot of glitter glue, sparkles. They come in little, little tiny bottles, uh, something like two bucks a piece at Michael's, or I bought them in a, it's like a crayon box, and they're squeezed like a pen, and they squeeze out. Not a lot in them. Gold, red, green, blue, orange, and, and I outline some of the shapes in the sparkles. And it's very unorthodox. Be, oh, you're like a child. You're putting glitter on your paintings. Well, I love it. It makes me happy. So there, I don't care what anybody says. And now I found, I discovered washi tape. You can buy it from 3M. You can buy it. And washi tape is, is glitter tape. And I cut it in half the thin way and use it to frame my pictures without a big picture frame. I just strip it along the edges. It's gold. It's silver. It's orange. It's green. It's blue. W-A-S-H-I, washi paint. Let's do a round quickly. Oh, I've got a minute and a half here. Carol Novello, website. Where would you like people to go, please? Mutualrescue.org. M-U-T-U-A-L-R-E-S-C-U-E.org. Thank you. Tammy Sykes, where are people going to go? Dionmichaels.com. D-I-O-N-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S.com. I like to spell. Lori Lynn, where are we sending people? Bossauthors.com. B-O-S, oh, you're so easy, all of you. B-O-S-S-A-U-T-H-O-R-S.com. And Veronica Vargas, where would you like people to go? At shabooprints.com, you'll see a web uh, pop-up, and you can click on that and get a free shaboominar. And we talk about creativity, and it includes an exercise and lots more. S-H-A-B-O-O-P-R-I-N-T-S dot com. Got that? Oh, I did it right. Okay, ladies, I have some closing words to share with all of you and our viewers. And don't go away. We're going to stick around for a few minutes if you can. Life is short. Break the rules. Who hasn't broken the rules here? Come on, ladies. We're all doing it all the time. Forgive quickly. Eh, that's not so easy, but try. Kiss slowly. It's the only way to kiss. Trust me, I know. Love truly and laugh uncontrollably. Ha, 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 ha. And never regret anything that made you smile. And one more. Work like you don't need the money. Right, Lori? Work like you don't need the money. Dance like no one's watching, but everyone used to, used to watch when I was teaching disco to hundreds of people in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon. Don't even ask. Sing like nobody's listening while well, I sang a little and a people, few people were listening. Sorry about that. And love like you've never been hurt because any day, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. The heart can regrow. It can regenerate. It can refresh. We find new ways of love. Love yourself. Find somebody to share your love with. 
it will happen. And here's the last one. Money talks, chocolate sings. Oh, yeah. Last but not least, I stole this line from someone else. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. (laughs) Bye, Facebook. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.